0: Hello and welcome to episode number 291 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Joined you for another week. We have, you have, thank you. You're welcome. You <laughs> it welcome. would be strange if after nearly 300 episodes you just stopped turning up. Well, um, it would be,
1: it'd be great banter though, wouldn't it? I wonder how long it would take for listeners to realise <laughs>
0: Yeah, it would be weird just being like uh, the the idea of. I think some people must do it, but the idea of like solo reviewing a movie just sounds like a nightmare to me. Like, I just yeah, unless it's like a five minute review, it'd just be so bizarre trying to like in depth and then remember because like the whole part of having a conversation is you remember certain things and people say things and that's why you remind you of like certain aspects of the movie. Um, It'd be strange, you
1: know, having an hour and a half conversation about. uh a rob zombie movie <laughs> yeah maybe we should do um,
0: it yeah we should try it let's just try anyone it.
1: want that special <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do the standalone micro- but is the this standalone your way map. of
0: trying to get up episode 300 uh
1: yeah you know <laughs> got, got <past> those stats, aren't <laughs> <haven't you?
0: laughs> um but yeah we're back on the old wes craven grind um We yeah indeed obviously it was a bit weird because normally we save this for when like we've had a a, a bad couple of films and we're mm. like we need a pick me up whereas it's actually been i think the best time of the year recently with two absolute bangers recently um if you haven't already check out last two weeks where we talked about two incredible new horror films um but obviously we're delving backwards into the old catalog uh, this week discussing another film that i think neither of us had ever seen before Correct. um Which, yeah, there was only a handful of them going into this kind of uh, ranking Wes Craven retrospective. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be discussing The Serpent and the Rainbow shortly. A little bit of news this week. First one's a pretty nice one. Always nice to chat about a trailer um loves a trailer and yeah we kind of we saw the teaser for for this movie um only about a month ago i think um we actually got to see it on the big screen Mm -hmm. um ahead of x last week um because of course this is another a24 (laughs) film um and it is the return of alex garland um with his third movie men um Mm -hmm. which is very interesting because obviously this looks way more horror focused than his previous two entries, um, which obviously are mainly sci-fi movies. (coughs) And I think what I was thinking about Alex Garland, because like we've said nothing but positive things about this man on the show. Mm. And I think when you look at his first two movies, um, they are just ridiculously outstanding. Um, ex machina and, and annihilation, I think are both 10 out of 10 movies and like two of the best modern, modern science fiction movies by far. Um, and I think that's the only reason why we don't like Alex Garland doesn't get brought up the same way that we talk about, you know, Jordan Peele, Mike Flanagan, mm. Ari Aster, Robert Eggers. And I think it is only just because he's more in the science fiction audience, I think, I think but like that's he's so is, good, yeah. isn't he? Yeah,
1: I think, I think that's completely all it is, you know, the, you know, it is just the sci-fi world. I mean, you know, you bring in some of his writing credits and you, then you, yeah. you know, uh, then that helps with the horror. Yeah,
0: um, that is a really interesting point. Yeah,
1: but um, it's mad to think that you know I always like disconnect from that because it was just such a long time ago. Mm. You know what was, yeah, it, like, was he the 12, twelve years or something? Yeah, he wrote twenty eight days later.
0: Yeah, that's um, mad. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know whether he wrote anything else in the interim, like nothing, mm. uh, nothing that I know of. I don't think. But um, but yeah, so like he's obviously dipped his toe in the horror genre with his writing skills, and we're we're going to get to see his directing chops. Like I say, I I think. Having now seen this this second trailer, this is this is very clearly a you know more of a horror movie than what we've seen of his previous two entries. Um, yeah, which gives me very excited because because yeah, I I am absolutely in love with both of those movies. Ex Machina and Annihilation were, you know, two two of my favorite movies that year when they came out. You know, when we did Annihilation for the show, it was you know it, it was very high on my movie list. It just you know it, it wasn't as high on a horror list cuz mm. it, it didn't have those horror i mean to be fair there was some crazy stuff in it that kind yeah. of scene in the house with the creature coming mm. in was incredibly terrifying um so it certainly had it and and but yeah kind of look looking at this trailer i think it um very intriguing there's a lot of kind of crazy stuff going on in the last kind of 20 30 seconds of the trailer um i think the the setup is one where i'm like if it if it didn't look and, and not as good and kind of if the location didn't have me as as kind of intrigued I think I would have been put off a bit by it because it is kind of is she being haunted by by some something or what's going on and, I, and it had that kind of haunting vibe and I was like oh no but then the location and then what we got to see in the the final parts of it kind of got me so I'm you know I'm I'm pretty goddamn excited by it I think kind of you know he's on fire with the movies he's putting out and a24 are, are on fire after the, what we've just seen so i'm I'm pretty excited for the next entry of those two combined
0: yeah like obviously after the teaser trailer we kind of it, it very much just put the vibe out there and i was already digging it even though we didn't really know much about it just the visual style it looked very creepy and haunting and very horror um seeing this proper full trailer I absolutely loved it like it had me hooked immediately and it was a trailer that the second it ended i just was like oh man i want to watch this movie so badly like there's so many questions that i'm already asking um it was fun to see a lot of sci-fi in there because i Mm. wasn't expecting that obviously like the vibe trailer didn't give off anything science fiction to me and then you see this and there's clearly a lot going on in the science fiction realm um as well as still being very much a horror movie um just because of how creepy and unsettling the entire vibe of the trader is um yeah, I loved it. I love this whole yeah. concept. I love when you kind of have like an actor playing multiple roles as well as we see in the trailer. Um, he's a great actor as well, Rory Kinnear, like a yeah. British actor who's kind of like gone under the radar for a while. So I, I'm I'm super super excited for this one. Um, it's only two months away as well, which is fantastic. Awesome. Um, hopefully it is like X that we do kind of get this day and date with the states. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, and if we do, man, this is right up there for me now. Like I say, Alex Garland, he can do no wrong. Um, and so the fact that he is doing. Something something more horror focused just gets me so excited man like we just have so many of these directors that are returning this year and it's just it's just so a joy good. to cover their films isn't it
1: this feels so um british as well with, with yeah. the look oh the first
0: it's shot really... of the trailer was like yeah. so british immediately i loved it <laughs> and
1: and it, it's specifically british countryside as well yeah which is kind of what we've spoken about ourselves to kind of mm. see the british countryside side and see that kind of you know these country roads and and how isolated you can be so quickly um you know i think um if it, if it taps into that at all like uh, i'll be absolutely buzzing and even from the trailer you know the the initial trailer where you kind of see her in like the um uh, big old kind of under a bridge isn't it and, yeah. and um all of that like feels close to what i want and i just need it to be you know i just need some big high country hedges <laughs> and tiny little narrow roads and, and i'm sold
0: um, well, already in the trailer we got like a creepy pub in in the yeah, british countryside as
1: well tick. like you got yeah. a creepy pub so it's so, a yeah like I'm, I'm hoping it nails that british countryside that we want uh you know i i want this to be like it's just set in the opening of
0: american werewolf in london yeah <clears throat> yeah i can't wait for this man i i I really like i think i'll probably downplayed it but i really love this trailer this yeah. is one of the best trailers i've seen for a long time like it was just absolutely awesome um so yeah I cannot wait for this one um but next up uh this is a little kind of a small update really on on what might be in the future of uh, one of our favorite directors uh, mr mm-hmm. robert eggers who of course returns Hello. very soon um in in about a month in, in just a few <clears throat> weeks obviously with the northman um which, as we slowly get closer to that, I am getting really excited for. Like, I think I discussed really that like I'd only seen the trailer once, and I thought it looked good, but it isn't. You know, it didn't blow me away. I think that kind of like it being like a medieval Viking thing. That's not massively my vibe. Ooh. I can like that, but it's certainly not something I'm massively into. But it was very much just like okay, I'll put this out of sight. But I know Robert's directing. The cast is filled with people that I adore. Um, and then I only have to just think about how much I absolutely love the Lighthouse, and it gets me very excited for the Northman. Um, But we've kind of known for a little while a a project that has been floating around that Robert has very much been alluding to and wanting to do, um, which is a remake of Nosferatu. Um, which I think right off the bat, that's kind of like when you try and match a certain director with a certain remake, that is like the most (laughs) perfect thing ever, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's crazy how perfectly those two things align. Um, And and it just seems like, yeah, like I would love to see this happen. I would love to see a modern day take on Nosferatu anyway. Um, It's kind of a shame that it couldn't have come out this year because this year is the 100 year anniversary of Nosferatu. Um, So that would have been cool. But Yeah, basically, there's a small update um, in The New Yorker, um, and they were kind of talking about Robert and doing, like, a a profile piece on him, and they said the following, and there's some interesting nuggets of information in here. There's a couple of things we did know, and there's definitely one big thing which we didn't know – so they said uh eggers was supposed to be in prague the previous week he had be- he had been scheduled to move there to begin preparing a remake of nosferatu the new version featuring anna, anna-, anna taylor joy which we did know um and harry styles which we didn't know <laughs> um but at the last minute styles has pulled out citing scheduling concerns uh yaren Blasch, uh eggers cinematographer has already enrolled his daughter into school in prague um and that's kind of the end of the quote so like there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of stuff which we obviously did know. I also want to give a special mention to the cinematographer Jaron because he is insanely talented. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he was the cinematographer for the Lighthouse, which was one of the best looking movies of all time, and he's obviously going to be the cinema or is the cinematographer for the Northman, which is why I'm very excited for it. And so it was great that he was on board as well. Um. And obviously, the fact that he's like already in Prague setting up family there, it I seems like say, this was very I, much going ahead. I love that
1: as well. Oh, the, like the the effort for the craft you know like hmm. moving your whole life there to make this movie um oh yeah these guys don't mess around i, um, I think if you actually looked at like looked at Nosferatu Eggers might have actually directed it originally <laughs> like he might be a time traveler because yeah. it, it feels like a Robert Eggers movie already.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like Jaron was the cinematographer back then. Yeah, I just exactly. uh, I assume he's like 150 years old at this point. Yeah, um, like,
1: you'll look at some, like, if there's any sort of, like, camera, like, stills <laughs> from behind the scenes, it's going to be like one of those uh, things. i sure they exist. You just, <laughs> yeah, you just see egg You see this bloke that looks like Eggers. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I definitely... When... Have we not had an article before where Harry Styles was either cast or stepped in because is, of someone
0: else dropping out? It is weird, isn't it? Because it did it did ring a bell. Um, yeah. Because he is a name that just floats around and he's been I, brought up in such weird random projects recently. So, yeah, it does I ring a bell I when I read, I read it. He was
1: cast where someone else dropped out. Mm. like that was the story like someone fell out Ooh, with
0: the director it, well it might be the northman potentially because obviously um, we know that, that bill skarsgård couldn't do the northman
1: yeah, um
0: due to scheduling conflicts and maybe he stepped in for that and now the same things happened again it'd be funny if bill skarsgård actually stepped in for him here That'd be um but yeah, yeah i mean that's, that's cool fun. and like but like I'm, I'm i would love to see this like i hope this is his next project for as much as i love them doing original stuff and, not, and like 99 of the time i always want these people to do original stuff being in it as well yeah, um amazing. she like she's such an expressive actress she's just perfect for a movie like this that's probably going to have very limited dialogue and then yeah i mean harry like i'm fine with but i'm not like yeah. devastated that he's pulled out but i am just i'm very curious who they get um mm-hmm. because be i do hard. Yeah, like now that I've said it, I I just want it to be Bill Skarsgård because I think that'd be incredible. Um, and it's like it is such a shame that he doesn't get to to act obviously with his brother in The Northman because uh, we know obviously Alex is in it. Yeah, um, we were
1: very excited to see that. I mean, I think um, Nosferatu is a weird one because yeah. I definitely agree with you that like I would love to see it, you know, get redone. But it's almost like such kind of you know precious cargo that it's such a difficult mm. thing to achieve because, you know, it it hasn't been touched for a hundred years. And I know that obviously the whole you know, that the the um you know, that the genre and, and vampires and Dracula and whatever have been around and, and hundreds of movies in those hundreds of in that hundred years. But specifically remaking Nosferatu kind of do you know what I mean, like I'm glad that if if it does get done it's being done by a talent like Robert. Because cause I think that's the thing, that if this just gets, you know, someone that's just put out a random ass horror movie and then remakes mm. Nosferatu, that would have been a shame. Um, yeah. it, and it, it, it may have even happened. Uh,
0: <laughs> there, there was one in the 70s. I, was gonna say,
1: um, I swear that there was, There's like, there's been a couple of movies that are named it. Yeah,
0: because um, like, I think it's one of those words that they don't really have the license to. So, like, there's multiple been, yeah. movies with the word Nosferatu, but there is specifically a remake of Nosferatu in the 70s. But, yeah, it's so different that it's not even really part of this i don't yeah. think
1: no it'd be nice if this felt like a special you know and it would it was you know is linked to the original in, in a way that you know when it comes out people who love the original can latch on to this that you know I, I i hope it can be and, and i think like I say he is the man for the job for sure
0: um i also just actually, like seeing dream projects and i feel like yeah. this is clearly one of those ones that like robert has clearly idolized nosferatu his entire career like it's so obvious yeah. over it and it's almost like like with rob zombie getting to do the mm. monsters like mm. it's amazing on a personal level for these people when they get to do these things that they've like idolized their whole careers yeah,
1: yeah exactly you know it's like when jordan did twilight zone and yeah like you know that that is clearly a 100 passion project mm. um and and anya being in it as well like i, th- I think she might be my favorite actress right now to see yeah wow, she's in, so good. In the genre, good um just just full stop like i want her to be in so, so many more horror movies i don't want the rest of uh hollywood to take her away so <laughs> um yeah the more she can just keep getting cast and keeping in the genre the, the happier i am
0: for sure Yeah, well, obviously, we'll get to see her in the Northman very soon, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Like, again, the Northman is one of those movies that the more I think and talk about it, the more excited I get for it. Um, And yeah, it's just around the corner. Might be the next sort of big horror movie we we discuss, really. Um, (laughs) But then uh, lastly, this is just a very small one. We don't really have to talk about this too much, but I wanted to throw it in here because it has been, you know, circulating in the news this week. But it was i kind of assumed this was the case but the fact that it's been confirmed we should give it as props because it is very good news um which is casting for chucky season two um and yeah deadline have confirmed that jennifer tilly is returning for said season two um yeah. which again I, I, for me it was kind of obvious like or at least you would hope you know especially based upon uh, certain cliffhangers in the finale it would have been mental having a season two without jennifer tilly i yeah. think at this point it would be mental to have any chucky project without jennifer tilly attached in some capacity um so uh, it's great news isn't it and we don't really yeah, need to is, say anything else
1: yeah this is just one that needs to be done it needs mm. to be said you know we need fiona if we haven't had her already yeah um and you know that you know that just needs to happen but like you say it's just one of these things that it's nice to get a little tick i remember kind of with the ash um versus evil dead every season we were like i'll oh, getting all of the cast back mm. um you know and, you, and i remember um uh, what was it pa- pablo yeah, um, he he didn't get announced for ages for the start of season three, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Really, we're going to drop Pablo? Like, come on!" <laughs> and you know, like it's just nice to know that the gang's back together. And yeah, like I say, Chucky at this point doesn't make sense that Jennifer Tilly
0: no for me it is that core four people and i think if you Mm. don't have those four people now like it would feel weird like it is one of the best parts about it is it feels like this big family that they've created over decades at this point um so yeah very much looking forward to it hopefully it'll be this year um Mm. but yeah that is it for the news this week shall we talk about this week's film let's do some West craven let's talk about the serpent and the rainbow So yeah, I mean, this is a this is a weird one in terms of like the the, the usual precursor, I guess, to a Wes Craven movie, um, because I, I knew probably Wes
1: Craven movie.
0: <laughs> I, I knew probably nothing about this. Um, I feel like just, I mean, I hadn't seen it to start with, and obviously there was about four or five of these uh, Craven films I hadn't seen, mm-hmm. but I would say at least all of or, mm-hmm. all of the other ones I had like either a general idea of, or I'd at least seen conversations in the horror community surrounding them you know especially something like swamp thing that i'd never seen but i'd heard a lot about that over the years this movie like never gets talked about i I genuinely think it is the least talked about wes craven movie full stop um it's almost like his forgotten film and the fact that it's in the 80s you know coming off the back of some big movies um it's it's a weird one isn't it and it's just such a weird like i mean the title's weird i don't know for me everything about this movie is a bit weird what do you think about it
1: it definitely is like i think i I remember vividly the artwork Mm. and seeing the artwork tons of times and being like oh that's a Wes craven movie (laughs) but i'm not jiving with it Mm. and like multiple times been like i should watch this and just just like looking looking at the cover art and just being like oh, this just doesn't look like it's
0: for me um no the, the, it doesn't look good it's very weird how like you like you say it massively boldly says from the director of a nightmare on elm street and you're like hell yeah I just and, remember,
1: it, and, I, and i vividly remember the tagline don't bury me i'm not dead like yeah that's
0: dreadful
1: <laughs> one that's of such... the worst taglines i've ever heard
0: When you think about, you know, Wes Craven movies having some of the best taglines ever, like, it's that is mind blowing how bad that is. And then the fact you've got this guy in just this, like, white makeup that just doesn't, it just doesn't look like anything. It just looks stupid. Like, it is weird. It it looks like with the
1: title as well, it looks like uh, a fan made artwork. Yeah. It doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what it looks and feels like, definitely. Um, Yeah. But
0: yeah,
1: so, like, yeah, as with you, I've never seen this movie, and and to be honest, you know the other Wes Craven, you know like like Swamp Thing and a couple others, like I I've had like you know wants to watch, but yeah, this one is one that I've kind of always avoided, um, and yeah, like kind of going into it, I had I had no idea what this was about. Mm. Um, you know, the movie started, and I and I was suddenly like, "Hang on, that's that's the president from uh, Independence Day. What's going on here?" <laughs> um because um this movie starred, as someone
0: who doesn't know independence very <laughs> day very well which character is is said president
1: <laughs> yeah so we we uh have as our lead in this movie a very oh, okay. young bill pullman right um and um yeah weirdly enough as well we do get uh michael goff in this movie as well who is alfred from the old school batman movies <laughs> which is also very strange. Wow. (laughs) Strange for me anyway. I mean, I was just kind of like, oh, there's Alfred. Okay, cool. Uh, I I
0: can't believe you. I don't know how you picked up on who these people were. Like, which I'm trying to figure out which character Michael Goff played now.
1: Oh, he's in it like twice. He's when he, when he comes back, and goes to like get given the project when he's with like the rich people at the dinner yeah the dinner he's there right and i think he is the bloke who kind of says to him oh there's a zombie thing you ought to go do that and like he's kind of like oh right i don't know what you'd class him as like a professor or a Mm. businessman he's a man in a suit i think like the
0: pharmaceutical company yeah
1: he's like a, Mm. a yeah representative of the pharmaceutical company i guess yeah Um, But yeah, this movie kind of stars Bill Pullman, who plays uh, Dennis, who basically um, is some sort of scientist who travels, where did he start in the movie? I don't know. He was in some strange place. And basically, Hmm. the movie starts with him getting abandoned in (laughs) in the middle of nowhere, and then it fast cuts. To him being like completely stranded in the middle of nowhere to him <laughs> back in the city like back on and i was like is this a flashback like what what's going on and then and then it's just him
0: it was and... my first major note that i wrote down watching this movie yeah, like, where, where i had to rewind it because i was yeah. like is that did i, I miss like, is the movie broken at this point I was like, like what the hell happened
1: i was like i wasn't paying attention for five seconds mm. i feel like maybe i missed something massive like i don't know a helicopter landing
0: well, it's um, the big setup of him getting stranded. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's yeah, this what this movie's, movie's about. Bitch. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, it's about this guy stranded trying to get out of this location. That's interesting. And then, you yeah, just jump cut to him sitting in a suit, fine, and talking about said experience. Yeah.
1: You're like, what the hell? I can't hell? remember if it is Michael Goff he's talking to then, but yeah, he's basically mm. saying, like, uh, oh, yeah, that was rough when you got stranded and you had to walk 20 miles to get saved. He's like, yeah, I'm hardcore. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's like, well, yeah, you're hardcore. I've heard about this uh, zombie powder interested (laughs) and and uh dennis is like go on (laughs) i'm listening and uh basically decides that he's going to go off to where is it uh haiti or somewhere like that um yeah to try to find this drug that um turns people into zombies Mm. and the setup is so hilarious because he's literally showing a picture of a man and they're like you see that man (laughs) he died 20 years ago but that picture was taken yesterday. And <laughs> and Dennis is, you know, the character is just like, well, what, what, he's clearly a zombie. I'm I'm. where's, when's the next flight? <laughs> I'm like, this, you, know, you know, like I, I don't have a massive problem with it. Like you needed the MacGuffin to get him off on the hunt for the zombie powder, but mm. it was just like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is strange. And then, and then we go on a very weird journey of him kind of speaking with different kind of, tribe voodoo kind of practitioners kind of there's there's civil war and there's drug lords and gangsters and kind of a lot of crime and he's in this kind of underworld trying to discover the um the zombie powder um (laughs) and it's just it's all like you know because we're, we're we're laughing and joking a lot like going over this synopsis but it's all played very serious yeah not once is there a single moment of this
0: movie where it's played for laughs no this is not like, a jovial movie like even in deadly well, friend when we had those moments of like comic relief there's nothing in this movie
1: no and, and the, the movie opens and it says oh yeah this is a on true events yeah And then um not a spoiler, but I don't really care anyway, but like the the movie
0: we don't do spoilers for these movies, we just talk about whatever. The the end of this movie, before
1: the title credits go, it goes like scientists in America and Europe are still researching the zombie powder. (laughs) Uh, they're hoping to bring it into production soon. And I'm like, Where's (laughs) Where's Like what what were you on? Like
0: H- it was brilliant with that message, obviously, based upon your events at the start, yeah. and then with that little screen, because I miss when movies used oh, to just fly God. out lie like that. Lied, it like, is funny.
1: I, you know. And you know that some idiot would have seen us at the cinema and then been telling everyone at work the next week, you know that zombie powder is like being researched <laughs> in, in North America and Central Europe right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all going to be taking zombie powder. So it doesn't even make sense what this zombie powder is, because basically it doesn't reanimate a corpse it temporarily no. kills you yeah so like
0: that's I mean, what was really confusing to me when i figured that out halfway through the movie i was like wait this is useless that you have to yeah. take it to die
1: and that's the thing that like it, it's only good if you're like in a mission impossible movie yeah you know that's the only time it's ever needed it's like yeah. oh you need to fake your death like <laughs> like because because dennis character is like walking around the whole time being like oh yeah i'm gonna use this to save lives i'm not like, how you're going to kill people for them to them come back. I mean, technically you've saved their lives because you've temporarily killed them. So I, I guess you, you, that counts for you, mate. It, it, well, it's like... funny. The,
0: the justification for it, the pharmaceutical company, because I do remember that where they basically describe it as like an anaesthetic. Yeah. Where they're like, "We'll use it's that guaranteed. instead," and they're like, yeah. they're like <laughs> "In America, every year, fifty thousand people die due to <laughs> anaesthetics. Like, so we'll just use this, and then that you're basically saving fifty thousand people's lives a year." And he's like, "Bloody, hell, that's crazy." That's
1: brilliant. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows what sort of brain damage it does? I mean, one like the two people that he first speaks to, one of them no longer talks. And the other
0: one never wants to leave a graveyard, so that's, that's
1: <laughs> for everyone that ever has to have surgery.
0: <laughs> Let's not forget they have like rotten skin as well, oh, and exactly. like I didn't—I I, swear—the first guy w- when they shows you the pictures and he and he goes to the place, didn't they say there's like a seven year gap between him dying and being woken up as Maybe well? even
1: more.
0: Yeah, like it's—I thought it might—it's very digits. unclear because um, like, The woman's
1: was like double digits; so it was like fifteen years. So they were, like, and,
0: well, then later on, they're testing it on, like, a goat, where they're like, oh, yeah, come back tomorrow, and it'll be walking around fine. And, like, granted, that bit was, like, bait, but, like, it is very weird, the well, rules I of, think, like, how long it I has to be. What
1: they were saying, I mean, I'm not going to try to give them credit here, but it's almost that um, you reanimate quite quickly. I think it took him seven years to get out of the coffin, mm. because you you also...
0: Oh and, yeah, you're um, just there in like paralysis, aren't you?
1: Yeah, because you can't die then, because there are there are loads of because they don't go into it that much, but there are a load of like zombified people in this town, and mm. and the kind of voodoo priest leader um, has some sort of control over them, and they can kind of like and and they show them like you know setting them ha- them hand, like their hands on fire and getting kind of you know impaled and they're like yeah they can't die like they they, you know that's one of the um perks of the zombie powder as well Is kind of what mm. i mean i don't know whether it was glossed over quite quick so i don't know whether i got yeah. the wrong end of the stick there but i kind of feel like that's it so you 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 come back alive quite quickly but obviously you're buried alive so you gotta figure that out and mm. it, it can take quite a few years to dig yourself out of your grave i guess yeah Um. you know some would say you'd never be able to do it (laughs) but they would be wrong (laughs) yeah because then we just Um, wouldn't have a movie (laughs) i mean would that be a bad thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) looks like we're getting to our opinions now are we
1: (laughs) i'm just gonna i just like that question out there that's all i'm saying like i know it's wes uh but um yeah movie was a struggle <laughs> mm. <laughs> like uh, from start middle and end it, it was pretty garbage it, it, it didn't feel like a Wes Craven movie um you know i know he only directed this um but it really didn't feel like it had any of the 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 craft or or you know imagery or or anything like that you know it just it just felt like the cheapest 80s horror movie imaginable uh, mm. Um, it, you know, we've had kind of Charles Bernstein kind of with him outside of Nightmare on Elm Street that helped keep the sound design feel like a Wes Craven movie, although really it's a Charles Bernstein movie. But you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and you know, this, the music just had nothing like it, it really doesn't make any sense. Like when we got to like an hour into this movie, I was like, I don't really know why i'm watching this and why i'm going to continue watching this like it really just meanders along with him just being like yeah i want to find the zombie powder Mm. and then someone's like well i can make it for you he's like go on then they're like well it'll take a while he's like okay i'll I'll just go chill like that's uh, like sorry if that's boring but that that's that's what happens in the movie multiple times yeah like and (laughs) it's just it's it's very strange you know in in that respect and and um you know, there were multiple parts of the movie that I thought were, like I say, that, that were trying to be funny and they, they weren't. They, they they were played deadpan serious, but it's just so many things didn't make sense and were just a lot of stereotypical stuff in there as well. And just just none of it had, you know, a- a- any really anything that, that got me remotely interested in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this was this was a tough watch for me
0: yeah i completely agree like i think the biggest problem um right off the bat and it's kind of like The the thing I fear the most, I guess, of covering movies for the podcast is is the dreaded B word. Where like this is just straight up boring. Mm. Um, It's not like this terrible, irredeemable, you know, piece of shit. It's just so boring, and it has such boring characters. The plot is so boring. Mm. It's characters doing really boring things for ages. Um, This movie feels so much longer than like the hundred minute runtime. It's weird because when it started and we get that weird jump which was insane yeah. um but then once it was like they was they was throwing the the zombie word around yeah. and it was kind of like this different take on it you know introducing the medicine aspect of it i was like oh, okay this could be really cool like i want to see a different Ooh. take on zombies um i think like the reason why i hold up uh, george Romero's martin in, in such high regard is because it was such a different take for vampires especially at the time yeah and so i thought oh, okay this is like towards the end of the 80s you know like peak you know we've already had like the dead trilogy at this point um and it's like okay so what is going to be their take on it, um, and, and this being based upon a book as well, I thought it would have a very strong narrative. And it's just like interesting setup. And maybe it was just a poor adaptation, but the the i the idea of the actual drug and reanimating people is cool. But the way it's shown in the movie is just so boring. And like I say, we then have this lead character who I just don't think is anything. He's just a dude who's sent to a place for that reason. Like that's his main motivation. That's his main personality. That's his everything as just his mission like i couldn't tell you anything else about this character
1: until after five minutes he arrives though because then all he cares about is getting with the woman that's there yeah like he says that and he's in a monologue he was like well Uh i was interested in the zombie drug until she turned up yeah
0: well, There's a couple of things to pick up on there. Yeah. The first one is, yeah, like this forced romance angle, which is just hilarious because like there's no chemistry whatsoever. There's no character work there. There is just this like forced sex scene because like, of course, it's the 80s, um, the female, which so was really they're going to get together yeah which was funny but then you just mentioned another thing which is so bad is this this inner monologue (laughs) this narration just it pops up at the weirdest times in the movie it never feels natural or like when i'm expecting it which almost made me laugh a couple of times like when it did pop up because i was like almost shocked at how out of place it was um with it with a level of great unintentional comedy where i was like oh my god this is when he's going to be like and now i went to the shops and i sat outside for 30 minutes and read a newspaper Like, because that's what this movie is about. Um, it is the most boring zombie takeover you could possibly imagine, yeah. Um, and yeah, it is. You do just get you just get stuck in the weeds at a certain point where it's like there's a bunch of voodoo there's a bunch of gangsters there's a bunch of like fights going on in this country but they're not really explaining why um you know there's a bunch of people screwing over people but i don't really know to what end and what the actual goal is um there's so many hallucinations and dream sequences where you just lose track of what the hell is going on and what's even happened to dennis at that point where i'm like what is his reality at this point and what has he actually experienced and is any of this happening and then once you start to think that and you think Oh, like maybe he is still stuck in that wilderness at the start of the movie. Then you kind of just kept caring. Out of England. yeah, it would have. Um, But then you just kind of like I just stopped caring, and so then yeah, I, I was with you that like. <clears throat> I gave it an hour and I was waiting for the movie to have an interesting plot to hook me um, or anything like that. And once we hit the hour mark, then I just knew it was a lost cause. And so then like the next 30 minutes was just so dull and I was just waiting for it to finish. Um, I think the only positive about watching the rest of the movie is like we did get a flaming man right at the end, which was the highlight of the movie for me. Like I genuinely was like shouting at the screen. I was so happy um because i don't think we got one
1: we had the two wes things because we had the flaming man but we also had a character just randomly jumping through the air yeah the the tackle that he receives where it's just this person that you you can't physically be at that angle from a standing (laughs) position like that person (laughs) was catapulted from 10 foot high to tackle dennis and and i was like brilliant we've got the we've got the uh unnecessary person flying through the air tick and then yeah then we got the
0: flaming man i would love to hear like stunt people talk about wes craven because i can't imagine they (laughs) like him because like yeah his his two favorite things are just launching people through the air unnecessarily and then setting them on fire and i and i think we were missing the setting him on fire from the last movie and so the fact that we got it and it was literally the classic guy running screaming on fire I was so happy and it almost made worth watching this movie worthwhile, almost, Um, because I was like, oh, thank God that's at least in there. Like, that's the only thing I can pinpoint that made this feel like a Wes movie, because otherwise it was just this generic boring horror film that had these small moments of horror like there's some decent visual effects in here like it's all relatively well done and like Mm. the acting overall is pretty decent as well but it was just such lack of characters which i was so disappointed in like i say given this is based upon a book i really thought like okay the writing's going to be there that'll take care of itself and i'll get to see some cool wes stuff behind Mm. the camera but man, this is like the most I've struggled to get through a movie for the podcast for a very long time. Um, And that's sad, you know, given that it was like a Wes Craven movie that I'd never seen before. Um, It was a bummer, this one for me.
1: It's what we spoke about before, that obviously there are no more new Wes Craven movies coming Mm. out, and that sucks, but we've managed to keep ourselves in a position where we've not seen them all. So there's like this level of excitement that we've not seen mm. them all, and there could be another gem. Like it's it, it's probably unlikely, but mm. um, you know, got hopes we,
0: for Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> when we
1: when we see these things, and you kind of you know, we do get a decent level of of enjoyment from them. But but yeah, like I wasn't having any laughs or or anything. I th- you know, at least with Deadly Friend, like that movie's tragic, but I had a great time watching it. You know, like this is just, you know, it, it's almost like they forgot to make a movie where they had everything there and they filmed a lot of stuff. And then they're like, okay, we've got all like the the expedition exposition and we've got all the set up and we've got some pictures of voodoo and some parties and, and all of this stuff. And then he's like, right, plot. And then he's like, nah, let's just let's just cut this together. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because it's really strange. Like the amount of times that they just cut – to like a load of people doing a weird voodoo party. Yeah. And it was almost like the most hilarious, like I could just, I, I I, managed to see myself behind the camera, seeing the actors like standing there, not moving with like, okay, you stand with your face right in front of the camera. When I say go, you scream and put your arms in the air and then run off jumping. And it was like, you could almost hear the action And then Mm. when you cut to the scene, you saw the characters like jumping. It was almost like it was not edited well enough where you almost got that second of them not moving, if you know what I'm trying to say, where it almost felt like it was a play where we suddenly saw them kick into action and then the scene started. It was, I don't know. I like, I don't know whether you felt that at all, but I had that a couple of times where I was like, I feel like this wasn't edited right. I feel like
0: we're in the scene before the actors know that they've gone live um yeah well those scenes were just so disconnected from the rest of the movie yeah. where it clearly felt like they were like right we just got an x amount of film dedicated to these sequences and at some point we'll just throw in the movie when there's nothing else going on when when dennis isn't doing his riveting stuff such oh, as no. waiting to find some zombie powder um it's just He's yeah, really this is just... dennis is really patient yeah, he's a lot um, more patient than us. It was just a yeah. boring one, this one. And it's, it's not even an interesting backstory or anything to this. Like, even reading about it today. <laughs> there really isn't much about it like the only interesting thing is obviously this is on the upcoming season two of cursed films uh, in a couple of weeks um and obviously based upon the fact that when they were like filming it in in haiti like there was some sort of political strife and civil turmoil that happened during filming and they basically had to move shoot into the dominican republic like halfway through filming um so that might be an interesting story more so than the film it makes Um, sense why wes then got distracted and then half made another movie
1: about like uh, yeah. uh you know uh, a
0: civil war, war yeah definitely. zombie powder
1: because that's kind of what happens halfway through mm. the, the, the dennis's character gets caught up in a civil war and we don't really get told much about it but then no. a lot of the shit that happens is to do with that and not zombie powder
0: yeah the other thing as well is the um obviously the ratings is is normally like been being consistent pretty much throughout this seems to be the outlier because apparently uh, craven said in an interview that unlike his previous movies he the first cut uh, the first cut of the movie got an r rating without any cuts <laughs> um which is definitely a first at this point and the other thing that's notable which this is almost horrifying and maybe the most horrifying part of this movie is that um apparently the original cut was 184 minutes long oh, man. um but where's craven felt it was too long and talky so he cut it down to 98 um could you imagine a movie that's like all all the length (laughs)
1: like he knew he knew he was making a load of trash like there's a there's a scene in the movie (laughs) where where did he he, i hope he did i just like there's there's a scene in the movie where bill pullman basically like fucks his lineup three times in the same monologue but it's still in the (laughs) fucking movie. (laughs) <laughs> like and it was almost like he apologetically looked behind the camera at wes and wes just started like rolling his hands saying go on go on we're fine, fine. He's like, we
0: haven't got time to cut the, to, to start again <laughs> yeah he's like don't
1: worry it'll be fine in the edit and then the editor's mm. like i'm not even fucking starting the scenes at the right point and if I'm gonna <laughs> like, like it's yeah like it's it's bizarre like it really like you said it it it's not it's not terribly acted it's just, mm. It just doesn't seem like anyone really cared. <laughs> like,
0: or, or knew what the actual story of this movie <laughs> was. It is just a bunch of disconnected scenes and occasionally a bit of ooga booger horror, uh, a thing jumping out of a coffin, a snake coming out of a yeah, mouth. Like There's just like snakes. these classic yeah. horror tropes just thrown in. But none, it's all so disconnected. and just doesn't, it is, there isn't a theme or a plot to this movie at all. You
1: know, it's just sometimes like when these movies get made where it's just like, we're in Hollywood. We're gonna make movies, so it's just like, give us a script. Let's just make them. Oh, voodoo, yeah, sure. Let's get a load of people jumping around and get some weird colored paint and you know, f- fucking smoke and shit. And let's go. Like, yeah. and, and and there's no there's no real, you know, there's no thought go into it whatsoever. And it it it's yeah, like I say, it's the lowest kind of form of making a movie. Um, and you know, I do. I do think that that, you know, I don't wanna give Wes just a pass because I do feel like that is part of what he has always done, where he's kind of, you know, kind of just got together a few quid and just went off and made a movie. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm going off to the desert and they're like, What are you gonna do? He's like, I'm gonna make a horror movie, like, what's it about? He's like, oh, I don't know, like cannibals in the in the in the hills. They're like, oh, Okay, like here's here's a bit of money, off you go, and then he makes a movie that we absolutely love, like, it's just that he's managed to, like, turn that kind of, you know, I'm just here to make, I want to make movies, and I, and I, want you know, I'm not, I'm not putting, like, t- tons of time into a script, I'm not even producing a script for this one, I'm just going to, I've been given this script, and I'm going to make a movie, and, and yeah, like, we, we, you know, when we get the wins, it's great, but when we get these sorts of things, you can kind of see it it is it's staggering this doesn't happen more often i think is what i'm getting
0: at it is wild as well that like you say he still like at this point he still feels like this indie filmmaker that is Mm. battling just to make films and just do what he wants to do in life and and that's what's wild when it's you know after the huge success of a nightmare on elm street that made like a lot of money and so and then he's still making movies on this kind of lower clearly lower end and lower budget um Mm. and it it is just it just shows you the difference in something like the 80s because that would never happen now i feel like if you had a hit now you you just get given so much more license in the future like you get so much more trust now and and thankfully that is a positive obviously like we're in a good we're in a better place for these creators and filmmakers now thank god that they kind of like once you've proven yourself like that's the biggest thing now is you need to just prove yourself once and getting your foot in the door is the hardest part because like i still don't know how like jordan peele like was a Allowed to make get out like and you that's why you have to give huge credit to people like Bloomhouse for letting that happen. But then once that happens, I feel like he can make any like he can make any movie he wants for the rest of his life. Now, like there'll be there'll be multiple production companies banging at his door wanting to pay him money to to release their film. Um, Yeah, we
1: certainly have to get to a point. You know, I think like M Night is an interesting one Mm. where you know he he definitely went off the boil with the general public and had to fight his way back into the 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 zeitgeist and mindset of people, and I think kind of that um happens really but can happen but you mm. you know you, more often than not yeah if you, if you' if you're kind of if you are a hot property in hollywood you you are going to be able to make a lot of movies um but yeah it seems like Wes has, has is still struggling, and i think through his entire you know through this entire catalog that we've reviewed. Um, you know, excluding the screen movies because we watch those out of order. But you know, from starting from Last House, he still feels like the exact same guy, with the exact same kind of well. Hope I can make another movie, and someone says to him, "I've got this movie called Serpent and the Rainbow. Do you want to direct it for me?" He's like, "Hell yeah." Like, that's a gig, and like off he goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, like this is his eighth film. Yeah, which it this doesn't feel like a director's eighth film. <laughs> no, like, and I think we've said that about at least two or three of these now. Where it's just <laughs> it, it is weird, like, because you in your mind you're like, oh yeah, he made Nightmare on Elm Street, and then like pretty much after that he made Scream, like, and it's just that's not yeah. what happened in reality, no, and well, it, it is. My, you know, when
1: we watched, um you know, Deadly Friend just mm. before this, we were like, how did the man? That made nightmare on Elm Street then decides to make this mm. like, and like I say, I had a good time with it just because it was insanity and and just dumb and but whereas with this one is just it it's dumb but not in a fun way it's just it is just unenjoyable like I say I think Dennis's journey is one of the most like unenjoyable just boring mm. journeys in all of cinema where he yeah. just like I mean it is just basically like if. What if a scientist went off to a, to a, you know, a, a country to get, get a vaccine that's been created? And, and what trials and tribulations would they go on? I'm like, I don't want to see that as a movie.
0: Um, But again uh, just circling it back as like the final point is like the idea of a (laughs) new drug that that has these zombie effects being found in this different culture is so interesting and you could make such a good horror movie from that and then it's just it's just a shame because on paper you can make a great horror film in reality this is nowhere (laughs) near a great horror film um i I don't think it's a horror movie that anyone should watch um because i'm taking almost nothing from it like even the bad movies that we've seen so far have at some high points i am struggling like next week i'll hope that i can't remember anything about this movie yeah. other than you saying that the guys who, who's in it is in an independence day and batman the other guy yeah like that's kind of like the only thing i'll take from it um but i we guess got, we, we
1: got see alfred
0: yeah uh, i guess we should rank this um <laughs> which uh, might be an easier one but yeah maybe we'll do a bit of reshuffling as well I who's say, say, who knows I think, uh, um, you know
1: that that's that's been my biggest thought process is i'm like right serpent we, we we at least now have our our um our foundation
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this list. well let's
0: see let's <laughs> go let's go in. through the list and in. find out um i mean i'll start at the top just just because let's just talk of you know let's just hear yeah, I mean, some nice it. films some names I like. um so yeah number one <laughs> for now remember this is this is not locked in until we've seen every wes craven movie mm-hmm. um Number one, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number two, Scream. Number three, Scream 4. Number four, The Hills of Eyes Part 2. Number five, The Hills Have Eyes. Number six, Scream 2. Number seven, The Last House on the Left. Number eight, Scream 3. Number nine, Swamp Thing. Number 10, Deadly Friend. And number 11, Deadly Blessing. Um, I mean... It's almost part of the same conversation, really, because the, the only thing that I was thinking about a lot is the is the position in between f- deadly friend and deadly blessing. Yeah, that's the
1: only that's the only one that comes to mind for me, because I, I, I thought at one point we had <laughs> deadly friend higher than Swamp Thing. Mm. And that was um, that was what I was definitely going to bring up that that doesn't need, that doesn't want to happen. Um, but we might have corrected that last time. Oh no, because Deadly Friend was last time, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that never that never <laughs> happened. Um, that was, yeah, but but yeah, I think, yeah, I mean this movie is bottom.
0: It it's uh, a bottom with a bullet, and I hope to God that it stays at the bottom the entire yeah. time.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is by Country Mile. I think Deadly Blessing and Deadly Friend is difficult. I you know, I now we're removed from Deadly Friend. I, I think Deadly Blessing is a better movie. It's mm. it's a better kind of, you know, all round kind of idea and, and everything else and it was just so micro budget. I i still enjoyed I just had fun watching Deadly Friend, but it's terrible. Mm. Um <laughs> you know, but it, it but it's one of those terrible horror movies that I could see myself watching again because I just laugh at it. You know, it, it's troll two. Um uh, you know so yeah I mean I, I'm i not fussed either way because it, <clears throat> you know both of them have, have positives. Unlike Serpent so in the Rainbow.
0: <laughs> yeah, this movie's definitely last. I think with yeah. the other two. It is interesting because I can see it either way. I, you know, I said it at the time that I think Deadly Blessing is the better film, mm. but I agree with you that I enjoyed more of Deadly Friend. I think like there is some really good comedy in it. I'll remember that basketball kill for sure. Um, so there are these like high moments, um, but I just think that it overall it is tonally just such a mess of a film. And obviously <laughs> as we as we discussed, like it just got cut to shreds out of Wes's hands. Whereas I think Deadly Blessing, whilst that is the only other movie that I did at the time say i was bored buying parts i still think it is just better made has like more interesting characters you know like i say it for me it was a bit too long um but yeah i mean we're obviously talking about two not great films here um yeah. but i don't know something about i feel like deadly blessing because i've also said i think it's a better made movie than swamp thing i just enjoyed swamp thing a hell of a lot more than these yeah. other three um so yeah it feels right putting deadly blessing up one um just above friend and then having having those two movies at the bottom deadly friend in this week's movie well,
1: i think i think the thing about it is is that when when the conversation is around this movie is last it starts to feel harsh on either movie but now but now we have yeah. i'm very happy being there um that's where the conversation gets like you know less less you know kind of of an issue for me because I think that was the thing with deadly friend where I'm like I just don't want a movie that I enjoy that mo- much bottom of the list mm. whereas now I'm like okay no it, it's not a good movie it's just a bad <laughs> movie that I enjoyed so that's fine and it, it, it's not bottom
0: Yeah, and it's also good that it's like, well, the number 11 right now, you said you enjoyed. Like, that's Mm. good. Um, It is funny because I remember when Last House on the Left was bottom and that that just felt so wrong. (laughs) So, like, I'm so glad that that's, like, that's mid-table at this point, which is (laughs) is fantastic. Um, Yeah but yeah it's interesting like the more i look at this now the more i am getting and maybe it is just because we've seen it more and more but i feel very good about it Mm -hmm. um i think scream 2 and scream 3 are the hardest ones to kind of finalize like i'm I'm happy with everything else and i can't imagine i'd want to move it but i think the scream sequels are so hard to talk about because yeah we said at the time we didn't want like all screen movies to be at the top but i would also say that like three of his best movies are screen movies it's Um, it's
1: incredibly tough because obviously he he does revisit nightmare on elm street and we are going to get there um you've you've never really seen you've seen like clips of that movie and stuff haven't you but you've not seen it from start to finish
0: have i have seen it from start to finish but easily like way before we started the podcast so like now that it's only i think i think it's shocker next and then yeah new nightmare so i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna watch i'm gonna start with part two and make sure i've watched all the other sequels prior to that
1: That's Um, right there that's that's uh that's set in stone that
0: so i'm I'm like oh man i'm so excited for new nightmare like i cannot wait that was honestly one of the main reasons why we want to do this retrospective because i was like man that's just such a cool movie that i've not seen for way 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 too oh, okay. long um I, especially but, being like two years before scream as well like it's just wild wow. that that came before
1: uh, the thing about that is it's so different to Nightmare on Elm mm. Street, you know because it, it, it's almost not really a sequel you know yeah. it, it's this adjacent thing to, to nightmare on Elm street that's incredible uh, um you know but when we talk to scream movies he made four of them yeah and you know that that does become tricky when we love them that much but i think you do have to kind of you know, I I I think the separation we've got for them feels feels right for me. I think mm. you know one and four are really incredible. I think the other two are really good, and 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 obviously where they show on the list is where you know where they rank in the order of the scream franchise, um, and and it kind of sits about right with me
0: yeah i i think it's good for now but i definitely yeah. think that like i mean i love scream too and yeah. i think i think do i love the original hills of eyes as much i don't know like i'm fine with it being above it for now but it's something mm-hmm. that as we fill out this list more and more yeah. um it's something that i could because like i say i i genuinely think three of his best movies are scream movies mm-hmm. um so but and maybe that means that scream 2 is one of his best movies and it's only like his sixth or seventh best movie you know because he's got plenty of amazing movies um that we still haven't talked about i mean like i was gonna say like the the red eye episode is gonna be almost up there with like hills of eyes part two for us so i'm i'm very much looking forward to that one as well um but yeah, we're getting through these now. Like, we've ranked 12 of the films at this point. Um, I know. and yeah, next up, his last movie in the 80s. So, I think that'll be an interesting one because mm. we can kind of then bookend his like career in the 80s and kind of look at it as a whole. Um, because yeah, the shocker is it like sort Was that seven? I think he did seven films. Um, one, I two, love. three, four, five. So, yeah, seven movies in the 80s. And he did, like, some
1: Twilight Zone and a couple of TV yeah. movies as well. Like, they were feature length <laughs> movies because there was like a discussion of do we do we hit those as well but it's like come on <laughs>
0: there's a, there's a, there's always season two of uh ranking west craven yeah
1: um, like four or five twilight zones didn't he
0: yeah and like i like say there is f- feature-length tv movies as well mm-hmm. that are like i mean if we're talking about serpent and rainbow like how much worse can they be <laughs> well that,
1: that's the thing at this point like his last two feature movies that we've done like felt like trash tv movies <laughs> yeah. one of them was just a very dumb enjoyable trash tv movie but a trash tv you know it felt like a goosebumps episode that's what it felt like you know deadly friend yeah Um, um,
0: So obviously looking ahead, just very briefly, mm. um, because we're not going to go over it now, but I've never seen Shocker. Mm -hmm. Um, You have seen Shocker? Yeah, I've seen Shocker. So, obviously, this, this one, just very quickly, is written and directed by Wes Craven, mm. which I think is interesting because we haven't seen that for a little while. And this, for me, is almost like the opposite of Serpent of the Rainbow, where I see a lot of people talk about Shocker. Um, so, that does give me hope. Like I can't remember if people like it, but I've definitely seen people discuss it. Um, and yeah,
1: premise as well.
0: I, w- I will say should 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 I be excited for this one more excited than than this week?
1: Oh, for sure, more than <laughs> this week. Like this, this is decent. It's got a, it's got a good premise. Um. So so yeah, like I I think this one I'm I'm looking forward to this one. This was like probably the one that I had seen that I knew you hadn't that I was most excited for you to
0: see. Oh, yeah. I'm, I just know I should stop looking immediately, but I've just seen the cast and there's already at least three or four names of people that I enjoy. So, uh, yeah, I was going to say, did you see Mitch? I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm, I'm, I've clicked it off now because I don't want to see anything else. But, um. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, we'll probably Maybe get to more. that in the next month or so. But uh, for now, that is our ranking 12 movies in place. And that was our discussion of The Serpent and the Rainbow. I will take a short break and we will be right back. So, yeah, that is pretty much it for another week. Another episode in the bag. Um, who knows what we'll be doing next week? Well, we might know at this point. It was a, tough one. It was a tough one this week. Yeah, it was a tough one. Like, it's a shame because we had amazing momentum with two original mm. new horror films that were great, and we thought, oh, let's just yeah. keep this going. We're we'll going with the Wes, and then Wes like Yeah. Like, we normally save Wes for when we see terrible new modern films. Um, But, uh, no, it didn't go that way. But we... So, we don't know what we're seeing next week. Because there's a movie coming out, which I almost don't believe is coming out. No, and I hope it doesn't. No, it's going to be sad. Because we've seen the Morbius trailer for at least two years now. And it's just part of my Odian experience. I go there, I see the Morbius trailer. Like, that's just part of it. The
1: best thing about the Morbius trailer is it transcends both of the things we want watch because we either watch like marvel and and like that sort of shit superhero shit. so it's in front of that or we watch a horror movie and they slap it on in front of that as well so we've seen the trailer upwards of 50 times in the cinema probably let's be realistic 30 we've probably seen it 30 times in the cinema haven't we at least I, 20 like 100
0: yeah. because like i say it's been on everything i can yeah. remember since like the pan the start of the pandemic yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> i yeah i reckon i reckon we we're close to 30 um you know because you think when we just had the spell of like spider-man and matrix in a couple of weeks with some horror movies in there like we mm. it was every time like every one of those
0: um, yeah that's true
1: so it's crazy but but yeah like I, you know, if, if anyone has any thoughts on whether this should be done for the podcast or not, because I <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely torn. Like, you know, it, 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 it feels like it's, it's got a, like a tiny foot in the door. Mm. Um, and obviously we're going to see it anyway.
0: Yeah. So that's a great reason to watch it. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing for me is weird like it feels like when we saw the batman where mm. it was almost like well there's nothing else so we'll just cover it obviously it's different because we actually were very excited for the batman whereas we're both just like well i guess we're going to see morbius um but it is if you kind of strip away i know it is weird because because mm. that's what it is but it's a vampire movie yeah, exactly. and like like if if you take any other context we and there was a cinema released vampire movie we'd of course cover it for the show mm. so mm. you know if you said to me oh yeah it's a jared leto vampire movie yeah, we'd be exactly like well yeah sure well sure. obviously you're gonna see that um um, but then it's like, oh, no, it's this weird Marvel thing. And it's kind of like, you know, you, do you like Venom? No. Well, great. Well, this is probably going to be even worse. Like, it's uh... well,
1: you, you think, though,
0: you know, those Underworld movies, mm. it, it feels a lot
1: like those where... Yeah, action vampire theme, horror. vampire. Yeah, exactly. And if there was a new
0: Underworld movie, we'd, we'd cover it. Well, in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's been about 10 of them on demand. I think
1: there has been one. <laughs> It was one,
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
1: because we yeah. almost did it, but it was during a spell where there was good stuff coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pre pre 2020, we didn't have that problem. Um, whereas now we'd be like, yes, Underworld, yeah. get in. <laughs> underworld Blood Wars um, next week.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. We missed it. Let's let's, let's catch up. <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah i mean we probably will because why not it'll be a laugh eh. it's not like it, there's less guilty when it's like we've got interested on demand stuff or tv to get through um but we're just waiting we're waiting for the good stuff we're waiting for men we're waiting for northmen um and they'll come but yeah for now let's just let's just chat some shit about morpheus Morbius. um but uh yeah, that, that's next week to worry about. But for now, uh, I'm, already episode worried about two... it, I'm
1: not going to lie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're worried now, just wait until next week. The head's the positive. The head's the positive. That's the positive. I just that's called. one positive. it's an it, 45 it, That's brilliant. <laughs> it can't be as bad as this week's film. <laughs>
1: oh well
0: yeah it can't be so that's that's another positive we'll find some more for next week don't you worry um but yeah for now that was episode 291 uh, thanks for listening as always we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone
1: I'm